Welcome to another episode of Leading Edge Interviews, where we take a deep dive into the minds of the talented artists out there who continue to carry the banner of progressive rock and metal. I'm Super Dave, host of Bleeding Edge on Toxic Radio. Thank you for joining me for another conversation with the luminaries of the prog world. All right, so if you're familiar with Bleeding Edge, you're almost certainly familiar with Haken. We've had a pretty good long-running relationship with the band, but not just that. If you're listening to Prague at all these days, you know about Haken. Obviously, one of the hottest bands going at this point in time. Their star has been rising for several years. I have a feeling they're about to hit higher than they've hit before. The new album, Fauna, is due out very soon, and I've got a really good feeling about this. I have a feeling this is this is going to launch them just a little bit. In the meantime, I had the good fortune to be able to sit down with not one, not two, but three. That would be one half of the band for a nice long conversation about the upcoming album, the upcoming tour, both in Europe and the U.S., with them headlining. It's exciting times for Haken, and I'm sure you want to hear all about it. So without further ado, here is Charlie Griffiths, Pete Jones, and Ray Hearn of Haken. All right. Well, it's great to talk to you guys. I really appreciate your time today. Uh, I'm very nice of you to give me the time to talk about the new album coming out. That's the big news right now, right? Thanks, thanks for letting us talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, first and foremost, I, I've got to say, um, oh, I can't think of the name now because I didn't intend to in advance say his name, but what a find your cover artist is for that album. The same one you used for Tiktaalika, if I'm that, not yeah, mistaken. Dan there, Goldsworthy Charlie. is the name. Yeah. 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 He, amazing. I, I love the new album cover. It's, I told him, uh, I think on Facebook, one of his yeah. posts, that I think this is already in one of my top time favorite album covers. It's just amazing. How how did you link up with him? Where did you find him? Uh, it was just through a, like a, a random uh, Instagram thing, really. We just, I just kind of, uh, you know, I kind of heard about him through uh, like the death metal scene. Mm. So I just followed him on Instagram and he uh, kind of instantly messaged me saying, oh, I'm a Haken fan. And he started chatting and, uh, uh, really, you know, through doing the, the TikToker album, we, we kind of discovered that we had a, a, a really kind of easy working relationship where, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, you just meet someone like that, where your, your ideas just gel and it's just kind of easy. You don't have to discuss too much. You can just trust, I can just trust him that he's going to come up with cool stuff. And, yeah. and so from that experience with my album, I said to the guys, um, we should think about Dan for the next Haken and uh that, that's how it happened and he basically did the same thing again we just gave him like a, a handful of ideas and a, a all you know the lyrics for the album and he just kind of went through it and um just came up with this amazing artwork and mm-hmm. uh yeah the, the front cover is one thing but there's also the the booklet and you know in the, in the kind of wallpaper on the wall behind the uh, the chimp guy, <laughs> the chimp in a suit. Um, there's there's lots of kind of Easter eggs and uh, little nuggets that link in with the lyrics. And he's uh, yeah. he's, he's the king of Easter eggs. There's like wow. stuff throughout everything hidden that, that you can. Uh, it's all kind of linked in with the lyrics. Right. It, was, it was fun. Sounds like a potential future contest for you guys to see who can name and identify yeah. the most or all of the Easter eggs. Yeah, uh, in the we, album cover, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. We were, we were talking about that. Yeah, he was. He actually put in into the wallpaper. There's a little, 
uh, Easter egg representing each member of the band. So we, we thought that would probably be a Ooh. good good thing to test the fans on when it comes out. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Well, I, I think you found a gem there. He uh, he really nailed it. I think, and even with the single artwork and everything like that, it's 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 between that and the new songs have me really excited for what's coming out because obviously back in the summer nightingale came out and then more recently the alphabet of me taurus is due out today yeah 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 man. i just remember that at this yeah. moment yeah yeah um so three singles i've not gotten obviously because i just remembered to even think about it uh, i didn't get to listen to it yet but i love the alphabet of me and uh is it me or is was there an intention in the choosing of the songs to release first to say, or, or just coincidence of, of the new, the new slash old edition, the once, once in future keyboard player um, coming to the band that I feel like Pete, you were really front and center on these first two singles. Um, was that intentional? Yeah, I think with Nightingale partly um, because but I think that was, that was probably a secondary thought that we had. I mean, that was mostly at least the original draft written by myself and Ray, yeah. but then everybody obviously got involved. And I think, you know, the keys are front and center in that to some degree, but I think also we just wanted to pick one to get out early after I joined the band and pre-tour and stuff. And it seemed like something that encapsulated out of what it's about. So it just felt like a natural choice. The album's very eclectic, and some of the songs have their own style. Yeah. And just starting with one of those as the opening single uh, might have really confused people in some ways. So I think we picked Slight Nightingale. That was fresh and different, but had a lot of things that people wanted to hear again. Um, so I think it, it was partly that. Alphabet of Me, actually, I think I had a little bit less, compared to a lot of the songs, a little bit less of the writing involved with that. Um, but the keys just are sort of front and centre as it happens anyway. So there, there wasn't too much intentional decision about that one. I think with that, we, we wanted, there was such a big gap between that and Nightingale. Yeah. So that, that was, in a way, the first proper promo single for the album um, since that came out the same time as the album was announced. So I think we just wanted to come out with something really fresh there. Um, yeah. And again, we're kind of like mixing it up with all the singles. I mean, <laughs> I think it's, it's, it's probably getting quite difficult for people to latch on to what the album's going to be like with each single that comes out because they're all totally different. Yeah. Um, that's part, that's kind of the point of the album. And that's part of the fun of it that we're finding anyway, I think with this whole process. Right. Yeah. And, and the word eclectic is absolutely what came to my mind upon hearing the first two. And it certainly felt like you guys were working to integrate different influences into those songs. And I'm figuring the rest of the album, what, what, what did you come into this album wanting to do differently or what did you find that you brought just naturally differently to the uh, composition of it? Um, I, I would probably say we, we kind of went in to the writing of the album, perhaps with less or fewer limitations than we might have had in recent years, just because with a, with a sort of new change in the lineup, just trying to sort of establish Pete and Pete's voice um, in the band, just, I don't know. See, see, Great see singer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, to yeah. be fair, he is. Yeah, that's the big change that you'll hear on the album. <laughs> there we go. It's all me singing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't remember us going in with like any particular intentions to, to go in one direction or another. It was, 
I think like, the main thing was really we was that it wouldn't be like a a con like a narrative concept that no. was like we were just going to write individual songs rather than like a suite of songs that all linked right. together like on previous albums. It was so, and that's also true stylistically, right? In terms of the music, yeah. like we weren't like this is going to be a post rock album now, or this is going to be more of the heavy stuff. We were like let's just write music and mm. i guess that was partly a new member but also it had been such a rut with the, the like pandemic and everything had just mm. stopped it was it was just time to be creative and just to sort of express yourself and see what came out and so we started writing a whole bunch of different styles and there's like different influences there i think a bit more of like a return to some of the jazz and the fusion than the last couple of albums and i guess that was part of being in there as well like not that the other guys can't do that, they absolutely can, but it, it just seemed like a natural time to explore some of that again. So there's some of that in obviously like Nightingale, but also some of the other songs. Um, there's just quite a lot of exploration, I think, like different influences. Um, generally, I move towards the more like more interested. There are less like solos, I think, generally, and but that's not a brand new thing in Fauna. That's kind of been slowly moving that way anyway, I think. Mm. There's more of an interest in the overall sound of the band and the composition rather than having long kind of virtuoso moments. So I think that that's been a natural progression anyway, which I think has just been even further cemented with this. Um, so I think that's partly just where our interests have, have gone in, in well, you guys obviously for a while, but like my interest anyway, separately in how what we're trying to express in music with this project anyway. Obviously, uh, Charlie has been doing his solo stuff where he just let's rip constantly oh, which is great <laughs> yeah he doesn't Indeed. mean farting doesn't mean <laughs> but that too yeah. <laughs> hey work it in work it in <laughs> might be more of a challenge producing reproducing live but <laughs> yeah. Surprise, uh... <laughs> yeah, man. It's just but... getting that perfect microphone placement there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lavalier yes <laughs> <I'm actually next>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that does strike me i think in many ways that this album intentionally or otherwise is is representing a, a bit of a pivot moment for the band because you've you've made the intention intentional choice to move away from the narrative concepts yeah, yeah you've added a new member you've made the decision to compose the songs differently than you've done before do you, do you think that impulse towards change, you change your, your cover art, or at least your style of covered art? Because most of yeah. it before was more along the lines. I don't know if it was the same company every time. I think the last three were. Yeah, we've pretty, very... pretty much been uh, been with Since the Mountain with yeah. with uh, Black Lake. Yeah. They've, they've done everything with us. And it was, yeah, yeah, it was just, I think a lot of it was like, you know, we had the title of the album pretty, yeah. uh, as an idea, like Fauna was just like a, pretty early idea before any lyrics were written and uh and it's i guess you know that the theme being using the animal kingdom right. as as a point of inspiration for each song and i suppose you know it's like there's so much diversity in the animal kingdom that's like reflected in the musical style right as well and and you know it's lots of different colors and details which then is reflected in the artwork. It's much mm. more, a lot of, you know, uh, detail and, and, uh, yeah, I guess you just always trying to do a new thing. 
right? So yeah. I think that there was an intentional moment there, right? Though, because we, I think, like some of us were still almost thinking about it, it being more simple. And Charlie was definitely one of the ones who was like, me, maybe it shouldn't be. It, it should look quite different to what the last yeah. group me. And obviously, you like suggested Dan, and I think some of us, you know, I think you had more the vision in the sense that like, some of us were like, his work's great, but it's it, like it felt very different and it felt very death metally. But clearly, you could see through that to being like, oh, but you know, he can do a bunch of stuff. Yeah, we can. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's no, he's, de- he's definitely right. known for the metal side of things, but yeah, I, I just sort of knew like technically. Yeah. If you can, if you can draw a, a, a leper zombie, uh, <laughs> like pus coming out of his face, yeah, yeah, you'll be, be able to draw a chimpanzee pretty convincingly as well. And uh, yes, I think that it did feel like a, a good, a fresh moment to yeah. have a different approach to artwork. And as you say, the album, the, the music's so eclectic. Yeah. And um, meant to be a bit of a statement that the artwork we wanted that to reflect that as well. So it, it didn't make sense for it to be in the same style as the as the last few albums, I guess, artistically. Yeah, yeah. Where, where do you think the impulse to change came from? Do you think it's it's some reaction to everything that's gone on in the last three years with COVID and everything, or just Probably, yeah. a, a fresh like, person in the yeah. band, new perspective, and all that, or? This was life just just seems uh, post pandemic. You just uh, you do have a sort of reset kind of feeling, you know, I suppose, you know, after those couple of years of doing nothing yeah. and just reflecting on uh, everything. <laughs> yeah. 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 I suppose. Also, you know, it's just like I, I always think of, you know, the correlation between, uh, like, a, someone like Steven Spielberg. Uh, making a, a movie, right? Every, you know, each, mm-hmm. each movie is different, um, but it's got his flavor. Um, yeah. You know, you look at his latest one, um, The Fablemans, mm-hmm. compare that to Ready Player One. You know, it's like yeah. <laughs> it's, one's like really simple and one's like super colorful and, and like yeah. complicated. Um, I always think about that with each album. It's almost like a different movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I picture, at least on your end, I mean, certainly I imagine this is common for, for artists, musicians, et cetera. The idea that as, as you maybe change direction a bit, that I can imagine there's a lot of liberation and excitement that goes along with that. To, hey, I'm, getting, I'm doing something a little bit different. I'm, I'm changing it up. Cool. I like that. And simultaneously, it's it's a kind of art form where you know that their fans are going to have expectations, um, you know, and, and certain things in their mind that they expect a Haken album to sound like. So I can imagine at the same time, there's a, there's a little bit of trepidation, a little bit of anxiety about the idea of what if I push the change angle too far? That's, yeah, that's always a tricky a sort of tricky balance to strike maybe when writing new music you don't want to get too caught up in what other people are going to think of it you kind of need to you know be be sort of honest with it and and just write the music that you want to make um and then you know we're fortunate that the six of us and we all have a very sort of collaborative approach when we write so if people aren't feeling a particular idea or particular direction then they'll chip in We, we sort of bounce off each other in that way let our music be guided by you know what our fans might take uh from it and um 
I think a song like Alphabet of Me, for example, is definitely quite an unexpected direction. Um, and, it, it, you know, that I think that's probably a good example of how, how we work in, a, in, in the band. We, we want to write music for us first and foremost, and then, then sort of, you know, make it as good as we possibly can so that when we do share it with other people, they also enjoy it too. Um, but yeah, I think it's, as soon as you start being guided by what other, you know, people, external hmm. opinions, I think it's, it's, a, it's a tricky, uh, sort of, yeah, dangerous path to walk, I think. Yeah, and you can never really, you know, you, you just, it's just a fact that no, you know, not everyone will like everything. So yeah. it's, it's like, <laughs> It's, it's pretty easy to get beyond that, I think. You can just, like, you know, but some people will like it, some people won't. It's just the way it's. Yeah. Not, it's not a problem. Personally, I, well, definitely, I think I can speak for Pete as well. Charlie, like, we quite enjoy the hate, to be honest. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I, I, I quite like seeing the, the, the sort of more controversial, like, comments and, and sort of hateful um opinions that people have online because it just i think also because you know you also see comments which express the the view which i think is true that if if you're getting some hate you're doing something right because you you're doing something different and you're an artist and some people don't like that um which which you know which is just a fact of life in the same as anything but of course if the solution to that is to not do that other people will not like it the fact that you're not evolving so as like charlie said like it's a catch twenty two, I guess, if you are too much trying to choose how to write music based on um, those kind of factors. Like you, you won't win. So, yeah, have to take these steps and and say, you know, Alphabet of Me, I guess, was slightly divisive, but like generally has been received well. But as you say, that there's going to be some people who just weren't expecting that. Um, expectation is an interesting thing, and in, in the progressive music scene, I guess, because uh, I wouldn't ever expect anything. Because I guess that's kind of the point. You don't know what's going to come if, if it's always changing. But people do have expectations, I suppose. And so it's natural. Sometimes they're going to be feel like a bit like let down. Or maybe they do it first and then they come to love it. Like you can never tell with stuff. Right. It's always quite complex. Yeah, it it is a bit damned if you do, damned if you guys are doing an incredible job. I got to say, of anticipating every follow up question I've had so far, <laughs> I haven't even had to ask them, and you just have already just segued straight into it. It's amazing, and I'm starting to worry what else you're reading through my mind because it could be dangerous. <laughs> but but it is it's it is a bit damned if you do, damned if you don't. There are those that are complaining, or oh, they sound just like everything else they've done, and then the others go, wow, they you they they've lost their. Yeah. Oh, yeah. or some sort of yeah, like you know, you sort of have a look through the comments, and it's just like you you get a complete opposite yeah side of the coin, you know, within one <laughs> one comment. It's like right. It's I mean, I know what my reaction has been to the alphabet of me, and as well as those with whom I've shared it, and that's been positive. But I get the impression you guys have also seen some stuff where uh, people are not as happy with it. Is that is that the case then? Oh yeah, sure yeah yeah that's yeah. Like, and I think. That- <laughs> That will be the same today with Taurus, which is totally different to Alfred and me. You're going to have everybody flip on on that. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's just unavoidable. I guess, like, we look at it for interest as well. We right. want, obviously, like, good to see the nice comments, especially for me with this being my my first proper album with Haken. I like to see what people are thinking. So it's good to see the good comments. It's interesting, sometimes funny, to see the really angry, hateful comments. Yeah. Like we're just trying to take that like mental average of like well 
on the whole, what are people yeah, think? It's like, you know, it's, it's just like a fun. It's like, it's not, uh, you're not, the outcome of writing a song isn't to receive comments yeah. about it. Yeah. Know, it's like, it's, it's just mean, like we, yeah, we've done, honestly, yeah. we've kind of succeeded in our kind of yeah. mission, which is to create the song and, and yeah. put it out. And it's just like, a, yeah, it's, uh, you know, you can't really, get, you can't get upset by what people right. say because we, we've, already succeeded in what we attempted to do so it's right. uh it's just yeah it's, it's funny the little world we've created for <laughs> folks in your business because you're right you didn't you didn't write the songs for people to comment on it <laughs> and yet there's this expectation nowadays that you're going to be sharing on social media yeah. which has comment sections automatically attached to it which exactly. just invites yeah. all of it it's, 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 yeah and, it's like it's, it's as, if, as if we're kind of inviting yeah. an, an instant review for the the thing where it's yeah. like a yeah, it's you know we're happy we're happy to have the any feedback you know it's, yeah. it's, uh, it all helps but you know if it doesn't in any way affect our <laughs> right. creative direction you know I don't I think that maybe that's what people are doing they're trying to kind of push you guide back. the guide the band to how they want it or something mm -hmm. like that but it's just you know it's just, yeah. it doesn't work like that yeah. that's not that's not the real world. <laughs> I think I think fans like to think they have ownership as well. So that's that's where yeah. they maybe get the idea in their head that, oh look, I'll tell them what I think they should do next time, and they'll go, oh sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So imagine that's... that. Imagine if we came on here and said, oh, you know, we read this comment from uh, so and so. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> he wanted <laughs> he wanted this song. Yeah. So so we wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> Bob said more power chords and yeah. minor key choruses. So that's what yeah. we've done. Can we, yeah, can we have verses in seven, eight, please? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we've entitled it Living on a Prayer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm up for it. Says, yeah. <laughs> but I guess from my perspective, too, I mean, you're talking to an old Rush fan. So I'm used to hearing you know, uh, my favorite band or what was my favorite band back when they still existed as a band, you know, that talking about these same ideas that, you know, we, we can't get caught up in what people expect us to do. We just got to do what we're inspired to do yeah. the best we, we can. And, and Hey, we're going to hope you really like it, you know, and, and what I perceive both as change is also growth. You know, and that's where I'm what I'm really feeling like I, I've heard in these first two songs in the album, which has me excited because in many ways. I like the idea that there's this continual evolution, you know, and as the song says, changes are permanent, but change is. And I, I like the idea that you guys are not inclined to say, oh, right, all right, we've hit a groove that's working real well and we're just sitting there. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um. I think also, I mean, I, I've always thought this from, you know, most of the last of the, the period that the other guys in Haken have been doing Haken as their main thing. And I've been an outsider, like working in other sectors, but kind of like looking in. And obviously I've always been friends with the guys and sort of like heard about things been happening in the journey. But I, I've always just wanted, found it strange to, to if fans are adverse to change in the sense that from an outsider in other sectors, I'd be like, you wouldn't expect anybody else in any other job to be doing the same job for 40 years. like. Yeah. you get bored and you need to grow and evolve and it's no different with the, the arts and it's the same for 
a musician. Like it would be strange if you wrote a song in your 20s to be writing the same kind of song in your 60s. I mean, think about how much life you've had and you'll be wanting to to do something different. So I think it's just the most naturally human thing that your art form would evolve as you as you go through life rather than than be writing those same songs. And I guess, you know, you do have to strike that balance because people like to hear some of the older stuff, etc. But um, there's always going to be evolution. And I just think that's that's so normal. Um, you know, just as much that you, you don't get bored and that you're actually enjoying what you're doing. Yeah, it's like it's like in the spirit of like the why you picked up an instrument in the first place. Yeah. You were you're interested in exploring something, and it's just um, you know to, to me that's what kind of what progressive music is. It's like mm. just kind of keeping that feeling of wanting to explore more and see what else you can create yeah. just through throughout your life. You know, not not just kind of landing on a style and sticking with that. I mean, from what you guys have said, you've said it a couple of times. So I, I, I know a lot of bands, a lot of artists get a little uncomfortable with the idea of labels, but it sounds like you guys have kind of embraced the label of progressive. Um, I know a lot of people would probably categorize Hagen as progressive metal. It does sound like you're expanding out of that a bit, at least for these first two songs, a little less metal, a little more progressive. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Um, well, I mean, I think in, in the moment of, coming up with a piece of music you know you know you're, you're not thinking of anything yeah. you know, it's just like it's just like well, what can i do with this note or right. this chord or this rhythm it's like yeah it doesn't it, it's just mm. music you know it's just yeah. like a, yeah yeah i mean i i kind of I, I kind of yeah i've got mixed feelings about the term progressive really because i think i do think all genres regardless of whether they've got that word to them or not they all progress like they all develop and evolve over time and i don't know i feel like progressive does that actually mean anything yeah. <laughs> when it when it when it refers to prog rock and prog metal um mm. i mean at least it gives us essence to basically you know do whatever we want and not worry about constraints and yeah. particular genre uh, stereotypes or whatever but yeah. um, may, maybe that's what sets this kind of genre apart from others that are perhaps more like consistent with what they do but um yeah i, I think there's like six of us in a band we've all got very different musical sort of backgrounds and influences and we listen to a lot of different music and mm -hmm. it's, it's inevitable that our our, our, our music is going to sound the way it is because because of the way that we collaborate together and the sort yeah. of influences that we draw really yeah that's all that eclecticism that we yeah. hear you know, we, we're just trying to write a song, you know, so I guess there's nothing that's like yeah. that we're excited about and it's so interesting yeah. for us. And yeah. right. less as like when when the stuff from the new album is metal, it's just as metally as previous stuff. But I guess there's it's there is quite a mix, right? Like, yeah. like some of the songs, like the one that came out today, which you'll hear, is definitely more heavy than the last two singles, and then other ones aren't. There's some other heavy stuff on it. So I think it's, as as we've said a few times, I guess it, it wasn't a conscious decision to move away from the heavy. It was more just, you know, like different songs emerged from different seeds and from different groups of writers, and some of them were heavier than others. And it wasn't a sort of thought up front to be like, well, we need to have a sort of consistently heavy sound or not heavy sound on the album. It, it was just more varied based on how the songs naturally mm. merged, I think. Um, 
probably on an average, if if you're doing like a mean of heaviness over the album, is less heavy than the last two, right? But it's it's kind of like there are very heavy moments still. So sure. hmm. yeah, nice. M- so most we- of which Pete wrote. <laughs> <laughs> People would probably think, like, you know, <laughs> I think like Taurus is is came from you, right? I think. No, Taurus uh, mostly you and Edmund, isn't it? I guess so. But like White Rainbow, I guess heaven. Mm-hmm. That was most a lot of us. But yeah, White Rainbow is pretty hilarious. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's fair enough. I've I've talked with people that the the guy with the most death metal background was the violinist. Yeah. Well, yes. yeah. <laughs> Again, I, I like the uh, the idea of being surprising, uh, doing something that you don't expect. Which I, I guess I'm curious. You know, we we've heard I guess about what about a third of the album. There's nine tracks, right? Yes, nine yeah. nine tracks. Yeah. What what do you think will come across most surprising to to the fans when they when they get to hear this thing in its entirety? I think partly it will be listening to it in its entirety. That will mm. be because I think it doesn't. Um, it, it it is a hard one to listen to songs in isolation in some sense. Mm. And I think we struggled to pick singles for this reason. Mm. I think we like naturally just went with ones that felt more like singles, but nothing really seems to give a full representation of the album. And you can't just hear the singles and be like, okay, I know what this album's about. So I think one thing that'd be surprising is just listening through all of it in one go, which I think is quite a sort of intense experience. There's a lot in there. There's a lot of music is in mm. in that 60 or 65 minutes so i think that will just be surprising and something that can't really be expected until you just do it and 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 hear it through but there are also some particular songs that are probably going to be mm. a little bit more surprising yeah. and that, that was like a discussion we had as well wasn't it the last couple of albums have been shorter mm. and, and therefore kind of probably easier to digest yeah um, but i think like this one we we were like let's, let's give them as much as we can you know it was like a, we, we didn't leave we anything we actually cut one didn't we? <laughs> we cut one yeah it was going to be even longer yeah. <laughs> really. yeah. we got to save one for the future anniversary of release right the yeah. box set <laughs> <laughs> that and some demos so yeah. P, what was it like for you integrating into you know this band of people most well all of whom all most of whom have been playing with each other for quite some time and and now you're you're the quote-unquote new guy yeah i think it was i mean obviously we've only had the one tour together last year and we did a couple of festivals but like it was all it was all just so great and fun and it's felt so effortless in a way i mean as you say it's the new old thing i mean i've, I've known ray basically my whole life uh rich and ross obviously back from the early haken days which is you know almost 20 years ago now um i suppose <laughs> just, just under so in a way i've known a lot of the guys a lot of all my whole life and always supported them and come to scene shows and stuff so i had met charlie and connor as well a bunch of times so i kind of i've always felt close to the band and then working yeah, no, i i used to come and see the band, you know, at the peel when you when you were in the band. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't in the band. So we like swapped around. Yeah. There you go. Um <laughs> I guess I kind of worked a bit with them on some of the stuff on Virus, had a couple of guest appearances. Uh, well I think first there was one on Vector and then a few things on Virus. So it's kind of already getting a bit musically close to the band, having these little kind of guest appearances. So um 
it all just felt quite natural. So I guess we've been writing music together forever. And like me and Rich have been writing music together as well. Obviously, we had our record with Dan from Between the Buried and Me um, on the Nova Collective. So like I'm used to writing with these guys in different ways. So when I when they kind of asked me to come back into the band and then I did and we started to write and stuff, um, it didn't feel particularly like a new thing. And it just felt like we have done this in different pockets for hobbies over the years so many times. It was just like there was a bigger sort of overarching label on it. Oh, this is for a Haken album. But in terms of what we were doing, it's just what we always do. So it felt very natural. And then when it came time finally to tour, uh, you know, COVID's uh, being in the way. Um, again, it just, it all slotted in ways. Yeah, I think we had a lot of fun. I didn't know what to expect when it came to doing a first tour, but um, it was it was great. Yeah, They might have a different story, but I thought it was great. I couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I agree. It was, it, was, it was great fun. Yeah. yeah. So just uh, really excited for this year's tour, to be honest. Got quite a lot going on. Um, now you guys just wrapped up your European tour uh, with uh, Between the Buried and Me and and Cryptodoria, or are you still finishing that up at this point? That's about that's just starting, I don't know about a month. five weeks. Yeah, a month actually. Yeah. yeah, has it been okay? Or is this going out then, and we have to pretend it happened? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was great. We had the best. Oh, man. <laughs> if if show, I am incredibly productive yesterday, yeah, if I can be incredibly productive, it'll be out Sunday. Yeah. We'll see what happens. In that case, it hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened. Yeah, yet. yeah, yeah. No, no. Um, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. And and then back to the states for uh, May. It hasn't been that long because I, I saw you guys back last May. So you're starting to become like my regular May thing. Which is, is cool. I like to have something, you know, to look forward to. Yeah. Um, every, every, nothing else happens in May, does it? So oh, jeez. He bad. didn't say that, right? He didn't. <laughs> if he jinxed, if that goes bad, it's it's Charlie. It's his fault. He jinxed it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll, I'll be getting to see you guys uh, here in Philly. Basically, I, I'll say the scene of the crime. The first time I saw you, the original time I saw you supporting uh, Devin Townsend. So, um uh, what are your thoughts on coming back to the U.S. at this point in time? Uh, almost really very soon again, because I feel like you just wrapped up in the summer. So, yeah, man, yeah, can't wait. Yeah, Love this, it. this, this Love time it. we'll have a new album out, won't we? So that'll that'll hopefully help um, people ignore the fact that we were there recently. <laughs> <laughs> but and then yeah, because we won't be supporting another band, we'll actually be doing our own headline show. So yeah, yeah, a long set. Yeah, we'll be playing playing a long set. Hopefully like north of an hour and a half something like that we haven't, we haven't finalized what we're going to play yet but uh, we we love playing in the us and, and canada and north america in general it's great fun yeah no oh, we love having you but first time is it's, uh, headliners too right in the us not our first no we've done quite a few no. to be fair over the years yeah not really um, I, you know i i'll admit i was behind the curve a little bit so it, i may have missed <laughs> when that happened Maybe not loads of like big extensions. Definitely, we did, we did a couple of longer ones, like around 2017. We were sort of celebrating a 10th anniversary, and then 2019 when we had re- released Vector. Or no, sorry, 2018, end of 2018. Um, yeah, we we we've done a couple of bigger ones, and then maybe one or two shorter ones over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What um, 
how do you how do you find American audiences versus European audiences? Are they about the same, or, or, or do we behave differently? Uh, we got a bad rep, I hear. <laughs> yeah, I, I find that quite. Uh, it, I think it's uh, grass is always greener sort of thing because you, you, I've spoken to a lot of people when we're over in America, and they you often get the feeling that they think that you know playing in Europe is like the holy grail, and the audiences over there are better. And when you tell Europeans that you're going over to America, they're like, "Oh, you're going to America." <laughs> I can't believe you're going to America. That's so cool. Um, personally, I think, well, the, the, the audiences are kind of more consistent in the mm. US because it's essentially, you know, one massive country and you, you get, we get quite energetic and fun crowds. Whereas in, in Europe, it can really vary from country to country because we're pretty much in a different country every day, mm. with a different sort of culture and a different, I don't know, a different response to live music. So mm. it can be like super crazy in one city and then, maybe a bit more reserved in another city from this. Um, yeah, but in terms of like the, I guess like the crowd sizes we play to, it seems to be really consistent and positive sort of responses across the board in both continents. So we've definitely got that to be thankful for at the very least. Yeah. Well, I imagine you've generated quite a following at this point in time. I, I don't see you being a band that people are only sort of, semi into it's like i, I got figure they're they're into you very much you, you're building a very rabid fan base at this point well um do you have a favorite place in particular in the u.s you like to go to or somewhere oh, you you want philadelphia to get man philadelphia. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well i know at times there you get back to places a few times you maybe discover some particular spot or aspect of it you like to get back to um, crack a barrel, crack a barrel. <laughs> really <laughs> yeah i will be up i enjoy the the kind of midweek shows in the cities i hadn't really thought much about before going and people mm. will be like oh this show will probably just be all right pete like denver salt lake was mm -hmm. it also no no denver's a pretty big like, what was the one in um north, north carolina. carolina yeah carborough and they were just like absolutely rowdy. Yeah, like it's like a little college town. You and so you know, much energy from the, yeah, you get crazy energy from the crowd. I mean, and those ones that you weren't expecting. I mean, I guess I didn't have any experience beforehand, but they would say to me, "Oh, you know, Pete, this show will probably be all right." And every time they said that, I was like, "It's going to be the best show now." I can just tell because they keep <laughs> they keep getting it wrong. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> really energetic. I I love that part of it personally. Um, I'll need to go a few more times to actually build up a yeah. <laughs> database of statistics. A, a data, which I will analyze. Right. You think it's joking? Yeah. It's not. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Some some of the it's just nice being there. Some of the yeah. best times are when you, the bus is parked overnight uh, in uh, Walmart, right? And you're just like just <laughs> hanging out at Walmart. Or like Van Horn, Texas. Yeah, so. get, get the barbecue out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> Be careful hanging out in those Walmart parking lots. Dangerous place. You need to get up and you know use the bathroom, and it's you know I'm gonna buy some snacks while I'm here at there three a.m. I just like to ask that question from the perspective of a traveler because uh, I, I can't say I've traveled amazingly extensively, except for maybe the past five six years, but I've I've keep going back to the UK because there's still more to see, but 
there's places I like to get back to, you know, yeah. whether it's yeah. South Bank, London, or, you know, whether it's um, the Riverwalk in Newcastle or whatever, like those are certain places I always like to get back to. And when I'm there, but I don't see them, I miss it. So, <laughs> you know, I, I know, you know, touring, it doesn't probably offer a ton of opportunity to really in, engage in tourism. Um, but I, I hope you get that opportunity on these trips from time to time and get to find some places you really like. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's usually finding a nice coffee spot. And yeah. Just walking around, just seeing everyday life. It's, it's great. Yeah. 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 Meeting, meeting people, everyone's always super friendly and yeah, it's this beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah. Nice to wander. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point in time, I feel like we've, hit on all the big plans you guys got. I'm used to asking people, what do you got in the future? Well, I'm not going to pester you with future with a brand new album coming out and a tour coming up, but uh, I know that you've got some festivals lined up as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah we're still, we've got organizing, but there's a handful. Yeah, we've announced. announced a few. There's a few more, hopefully close to being announced. Should be, yeah. should be quite a busy festival season, which should be good fun. Yeah. Is it me or does that seem bigger than it used to be? Or is mine just paying closer attention now? Because I feel like every time I turn around, there's another festival and you see a lot of the same names showing up for them. Has that been something new in the industry or, or am I just wrong? I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're probably right. Yeah. Especially with kind of the more, you know, like the more, I, I don't know, um, specialist or specific festivals. Uh, I, over here anyway in the UK, there's been a lot more kind of tech progressive metal um kind of lineups type festivals that have been yeah cropping up i know the one we played earlier last uh, mid midway through last year radar that was what the second iteration and mm -hmm. that's going to be like tripling yeah. or quadrupling yeah. in size next year and there's there's a good few festivals that kind of nature in the uk and and, and to be fair elsewhere in, in mainland europe that have sort of only really established themselves in like the last five or 10 years and they're already getting quite, yeah. quite big. So yeah, I think it is a growing industry. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine for, for artists, for bands, for you guys, that's a real nice opportunity to quote unquote, showcase your wares. You know what I mean? That you've, you've got a very oops, big audience <laughs> um, yeah, there and you have the opportunity to reach more people, but are there other advantages to it besides that, that you guys like other things that make these attractive to you guys? Yeah, I mean, just sort of being being able to see other bands live as well. You know, it's like mm. a—I don't know about you guys, but it's, it's like I hardly ever go to like live shows because it's like it's just all being a, a touring musician and having like a, a schedule where you don't know where you're going to be. It's, you know, you you can't plan things. You know, so it's like yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. So the only time I really see other bands is at festivals or. Wow. shows we're playing and yeah so it's you know that's that's the fun part of uh you get to you know especially like on like uh the cruises as well mm. when we do cruise to the edge it's just like mm. music all day long yeah right you can just stroll around checking out bands it's, yeah you know we're, we're still fans right so right <laughs> yeah, you guys have really become a regular on the cruise haven't you yeah yeah <laughs> yeah they've asked us to actually um 
drive the ship next time. Climbing the ladder. <laughs> I, I got to be there. I'm saving the money now. <laughs> we can reenact the uh, movie Speed too, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> what about what about Amazing. you, Ray and Pete? Do you is that the same for you? The opportunity to to see bands that you otherwise might not see, or are there other aspects of it that you enjoy? Festivals. Yeah, I mean, I've, personally, I've I've never been like a huge festival, festival goer as a fan. Like, yeah, but but same. I guess yeah, when you're when you're working there, it it, it's, I don't know, it just feels a lot nicer because you don't have this sort of camping or whatever. You go back the bus and then you're off to maybe another festival or, or, or a little club show or something in between festivals so that it's, it's it's definitely a different vibe to being a fan as opposed to actually kind of working there but yeah as charlie says it's, it's really nice to to sort of fanboy out and, and go and see as many bands as you can and yeah. yeah you definitely do sometimes see some bands that you otherwise wouldn't get an opportunity to um yeah, personally whenever i do go to shows outside of like touring not really a big fan of going to like big shows you know mm. anything in the in the thousands when it comes to crowds I just kind of i don't know i often lose lose a bit of connection i, I probably sound like a bit of a hypocrite because that's kind of what we're going <laughs> to do as a band we want to be playing but um i prefer to to go to kind of smaller shows little club shows and yeah bars and things like that so no i fully get it my, my girlfriend despises any venue that has seats she wants to stand. She wants that energy. Um, so much so that every time it comes up, the rant starts. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we, you know, her friends, I mean, we've all heard it. We all know it. And as soon as she gets started, we all go, oh, yeah, there she goes. <laughs> it's the seat thing again. So, you know, and, and I've, I've actually come to appreciate that. It's one of the things she and I both love um, is, is, Standing up, seeing live performances and and (laughs) getting out there, yeah, (laughs) and 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 having that opportunity to connect. And and she's starting to sway me. In some ways, I like seats because I always end up behind the guy who thinks he's got infinite room to back up, um, and doesn't realize I'm there. Um, (laughs) So that you know, seats prevent that, which is nice. But I get it. I get it. There is definitely a different energy when when you're standing versus sitting. Yeah. Very cool. Well, guys, I appreciate your time immensely today. I've I've really enjoyed talking to all of you. As as Charlie, now the third timer, you know, third time's a charm, right, man? Man, man. I think we. Charlie is a charm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm charmed. (laughs) Well, you're charmed. You're charming. You guys are all charming, really. I appreciate your time. I I thank you very much. I, I. I am excited for the album. I, I very much look forward to hearing it. Uh, I, I hope and honestly, I expect it's it's going to be a, a big success for you. Honestly, I, I just feel the momentum building behind what you're doing. And, and I think it's, uh, you know, uh, ceiling infinite or whatever they like to say, you know, unlimited. That's the word, ceiling unlimited. Um, and I look forward to the tour. I think you guys are... Uh, on the right path as far as i'm concerned in, in terms of growing and expanding and, and doing what you do I, I hope it's huge for you i hope it's really really successful thank you thanks a lot That's great yeah. Cheers. and uh, maybe next time pete would have the decency to shave his head so that we can yeah <laughs> you know uh, honestly it's it's i noticed that three of us got the memo uh, <laughs> uh, oh, i should have checked my emails before yeah no, i just i'm inclined to say i think pete was just too scared <laughs> maybe yeah uh, 
I'll try harder next time, I promise. Okay. He's probably got more hair than us combined, the three of us combined. <laughs> Wait, you haven't checked all of it. <laughs> 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 all, right. <laughs> all right, guys. Take care. Enjoy. Well, Be good. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Bye. As always, the guys in Hagen are just a great bunch of dudes to talk to. I got to say, I, I really enjoyed the conversation. I only wish there was more time to talk longer. It would have been... A lot of fun. I, th- I think we get along okay. It's a quick reminder, the new album, Fauna, is due out March 3rd. If you haven't pre-ordered it, get on that now. Tickets are already on sale for the tour as well. And so if you haven't gotten those yet, what are you waiting for? Get moving. If you need other details, hakenmusic.com is the website you want to go to. And, you know, hit them up on the social media stuff, too. My thanks once again to Charlie Griffiths, Pete Jones, and Ray Hearn for joining me. You guys were great. Really enjoyed it. Wishing you guys a lot of success with the new album and with the tour. And I'm looking forward to seeing you in Philly. Keep doing what you're doing. Sky's the limit. Thank you once again for listening to Bleeding Edge Interviews and supporting all the wonderful prog-oriented artists out there who bless us with their mind-blowing creativity. You can catch me on Bleeding Edge during the weekly Brain Salad Sundays where it's all prog, all day, only on Toxic Radio. I'll be presenting premier broadcasts of my interviews, bringing you all the great new songs coming out and keeping you updated on the news in the prog world. Keep up with me on social media at Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to hear what's happening with the show and the amazing world of progressive rock and metal. As always, take a chance. Discover something new. In short, deviate from the norm. This is Super Dave, signing off. Super Dave.